hun, it's me, Danielle. I am a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of From Hunts to Humans. I am so excited because I've been trying to figure out an excuse to get my friend Kate on this podcast <laughs> for uh, a few months now. And I'm really excited that I decided to do this bonus series where we talk about different ways that you can make an income on your own without having to work a dreaded nine to five job as the Huns like to throw shade at. Um, And as we know, there's no shade for nine to five jobs, but unless Mm -mm. you ask my friend Kate. (laughs) Not for me. I don't personally like them, but I think that other people really thrive in them and they just need to see it as another income source. Like it's just another source of revenue. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. So um, Kate runs her own business and helps other people to create their own businesses. So we are going to chat today and I don't know where this is going to go and it's probably going to have lots of tangents and I'm really excited for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, I'm super excited. Yeah, Kate, do you want to first tell us what your thoughts are about MLMs? So I kind of knew what they were. Like one of my friends does Mary Kay and I'm sure I've heard of like Tupperware, all of that sort of stuff. But I was unaware of how unbelievably messed up your pay structure is until I started listening from Huns to Humans. I was like, oh dear God. Like, and then when I found out how many hours everyone was working and then if they actually like divided that up like per hour, I'm like, Jesus, like they could be making so much more money on their own with the skills that they've learned, obviously some less creepier things, then they could working at an MLM. The one that really got me was that Beachbody one. I mean, you've had several Beachbody people, but where they talked about like the different like branches and if like your offline person puts you in like a different branch and like you weren't going to make as much and all this sort of stuff. And I know you just recently had somebody else that was talking about like how you had to start at zero essentially every month and like all these recruiting and like keeping people happy. And I'm just like, they literally it's built to fail. Like straight up, it is built to fail. Like, no, no. Yeah. And like all of them, you start back at zero too. Like, I'm not sure if you picked up on that, Mm. but every MLM, uh, every month you start back at zero, which is just so unrealistic because like, not only is that terrible for like your like mindset of like trying to build your Mm. business to like consider your revenue or your progress at zero every month, but it's just, it's just a terror. It's just not good. Nothing. I don't good buy it. my own. I don't buy my own stuff to meet a quota. And right. I'm not knocking anyone that has done that. Cause I guarantee you, you were pressured or guilted into doing it. 
right? Like, and we talk a lot about cognitive dissonance. Like, I'm sure that that was there, but when everyone around you is just like, just buy it, just buy it, just buy it. Like you need to be a product of the product. Like you need to have it. Or like, again, you're going to lose this ranking that you're going to lose in two days anyways. And you have to start back over. I'm like, no, I don't have to buy for myself to make myself money. Right. Exactly. Um, so do you want to tell us about how you got started with your business? Sure. So very classic American story. Uh, I got fired for having a baby. I was working at a bank and I got pregnant with my first daughter about a month after I'd gotten hired. And so by the time I gave birth to her, I'd only been there for 11 months. So legally I had absolutely no job production, like no unpaid leave, none of that. And so I had been messaging with HR, like probably from the time that I was about like six months pregnant, like just like asking them. Cause like, I don't know what the procedure was. I never had a baby before. And they were in the middle of getting purchased by a different company. Cause banks love mergers. They're all about that life. And like, they just kept on kicking it down the can. And so I get this call in February, I get birth in March and they're like, yeah, you have three days to come back or you're terminated. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Cause like I, after they told me that, like, I was never going to go back to this company. They could burn in hell for all I cared. But I'm like, so if I go to apply for another job, I have to write terminated, not laid off. And like, yeah, you're terminated for no show. Now I had a very bad delivery story. <laughs> like I could barely walk three days after giving birth. Cause I had a very poor reaction to the anesthesia that they gave me for the emergency C-section. And like, it was like hanging on for dear life, bad, right? Like I'm not going back to the bank. You can suck my butt, right? So here we were, cause my husband was working in social services, which as Danielle knows, pays a cool negative $7. And so we ended up on like food stamps. Again, I was one of those, that I was very like anything we could sign up for. Like I did, because I sat down and did the math. And shortly after I'd gotten pregnant with my second daughter and I did the math and I'm like, we would lose money if I went back to work. Like so we got on WIC, on food stamps, on government health insurance. Like I got them to weatherize our house, feeding systems, like all of it. Like when I say that I wrote myself out of poverty, like Alexander Hamilton, I was not lying. Like I wrote us out. So there was one day when I was just sitting there doing dishes at the sink. I hate doing the dishes. I, I love my children. I hate cleaning. Being a stay-at-home mom was not for me. If that is for you, more power to you. I just, I'm not built for that. So I love my babies, but no. So I'm just like, what the hell happened? Like, I, I need to get out. <laughs> so I decided to start my own business, right? Because what else are we going to do? I couldn't get a nine to five. My husband was working overnights. Like, so I decided to start a blog, which as somebody who has dyslexia, right? Like, and English was her worst subject, smartest move ever, right? But I always say, because I'm a client of Danielle's husband, I always say I'm addicted to doing hard things, right? So I started with the blog and just so you guys know, you can make money blogging and I'm sure we'll talk about it. It is definitely more of a longer game. So like y'all have to know it's going to take a little while to kick off. Honestly, every business is right. I know we had that great freelancing interview. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while. So from doing blogging, I found out about this thing called copywriting with a W. So like Mad Men style, not like the law. And so I was in Facebook groups. This is like 2017-ish when they're like super hot, right? 
And so people put up these pages and they're like, what do you think of this? Like, do you think people will opt into my email list? Because if somebody opts into your email list, they're more likely to buy from you. You don't have to worry about an algorithm taking away your reach to them. And like someone's in it to win it if they give you their email address, right? And people were putting up these things on, these are God awful. Like God awful. And so when I found out that copywriting was a thing, I took some courses, I invested in books and just that we were off to the races. And then you get to a point when you do services that you're like, I kind of don't feel like having like four or five other bosses. I kind of just want to be me at this point. So that's when I transitioned into more courses and digital products. But I always say for everyone, if you're looking for that faster cast injection, especially after knowing all the things that you Huns have to do. I think that going into the services a little bit first makes sense, though you can 100% do courses and digital products as well. The reason why I say services is because you know how to make things like graphics. You know how to schedule to Facebook. You know how to make reels and Instagram. Like I think you're discounting all those skills. And it's not that you necessarily have to teach those skills to other people or like now, all of a sudden you're a business coach, even though you hate business coaches and the MLM business coach thing, that one blew my mind too. I'm just like, dear God, <laughs> right? Like you can take all of these skills and do it for other people who just don't have the time to do it. Right. So it's like, you can make graphics for a different entrepreneur, get under them, find what you like. You can also use those skills to be like, say you're really into baking. So now you're going to use those skills to get like your baking blog out there, your baking business or all this other stuff. Well, on the side, making some money, they call it being a virtual assistant. So that's just what I want to say. You guys do not have to write yourself out because I realize writing is not for everyone and like traditional story writing, like you're going to have that amazing screenwriter. That is not for me. I am a talker. And it turns out that copywriting, the kind that I do, you just write the way you talk. I'm like that I can do that. <laughs> I can do. So that is my long story. And now my business makes roughly a gajillion dollars. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say roughly a gajillion dollars. Uh, it's very high six figures. We haven't quite hit a million in one physical year yet, but we're going to get there. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, we make more in a month than my husband did in a year. That's and awesome. It's fantastic. And again, I want to be like completely transparent. That's why I don't really talk about my background story so much. Cause like poverty, like I'm not lying here. Absolutely zero. Right. Like how the crap are we going to pay the bills this month? Right. To, you know, 30,000, 40,000, $72,000 a month. And it's mind boggling to me still, but it took a couple of years. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Some people can get it done faster, more power to them. For me, I would say to the first like 72 K month, it took like three years. I would say what ends up happening, unlike your MLM, I believe a kind of hockey stick up eventually if you don't give up, you're willing to try new things. You're not just like set in your ways. You're not just like, you know, hate reading what other people are doing or like, why is she getting all the traffic? And I'm not getting the traffic. You can hockey stick up. You just got to stick with it for a little bit. Yeah, that's so true. And like, it, it can be very discouraging, uh, especially mm -hmm. when you're going from an MLM where you stay at the bottom, you stay at the bottom, you stay at the bottom forever. <laughs> you never leave. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you go and you try this new business and you're thinking that it's going to take, you know, you think it's going to be fast because anything is going to be better than this MLM business where you're not making any money. Um, but I think that that's kind of where the side business comes into it, right? Like you start mm -hmm. out as a side business and then you wait until you're making enough money that you can jump. Like, that's kind of what I did with my private practice. Like, it started yeah. as my side business and now I am making the jump. Yay! <laughs>
But again, I say for me, again, there are some people that I really, I, I want everyone to know this. Like, I don't think you have to be born an entrepreneur. I know there's a lot of people that will talk about that. I'm sure Hans probably use that language an awful lot too. I think that you can be built for this, but not everybody is because there are going to be those ups and downs, right? Like I can be the country transparent. We had a $72,000 a month and then the next month, and I know everyone's rolling your eyes. This next number was only 24,000, right? Like to me, it's still mind boggling. Like I wake up every day and I'm just like, oh dear God, I turned thin air into this much money. But like a lot of people can't like handle that dip. So you have to be able to like handle like the seasons, especially it really just depends on the business model that you want is going to depend how quickly you can make money. Or if it's one of those things, like you want to sit for a while, maybe you are a writer. There are some people that really, really love writing blogs. They'll write blogs. They'll do stuff called search engine optimization. That's called SEO to the cool kids, right? They'll do those things and then they'll go and they'll sell the blog. I know people that buy those blogs and then make them more. Like I know some people that sell printables, right? And there are some people that license out printables to other people to go sell on Etsy. Like, I think that people, I know some people honestly that make money selling t-shirts on Amazon and Amazon fulfills all of it. It's called Amazon merch. I'm not saying that like, there's just so many different ways to make money. That's not somebody taking all of your cash and telling you, why haven't you cold pitched 200 people? A no, it's just no, no, right, right now. Um, it's your mindset that you don't have this. Like, it's all your fault. No, screw them. You can take your skills and go make way more money other places. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just had a question and then my brain stopped working. This is fun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's because it's overwhelming with how many different ways you can make money because everyone just sort of teaches you like this, this, and this. And then what ends up happening is that you have all of this negative energy and you're like, Oh, okay. Start selling MLM, but it's the truth, right? Like you are going to hate selling because you were taught how to do it wrong because you are going to feel guilty and you're still going to judge yourself for when you were essentially spamming your friends and family, spamming the friends and families, friends and families, because someone told you to do it and everyone was cheering you on and telling you that it was the right thing to do. So then when it comes time to book out your service or tell somebody how much it costs, or just to like announce to the world, not that you have to announce to the world, like that you are blogging or selling courses. Oh, they're like, oh, it's just like another thing. It's like, oh, I remember when you were selling, what was it? Those wraps that people used to have. Like, yeah, it, it, it works, right? Okay, I'm yep. trying to pretend, right? Like, I'm trying to pay attention, like, oh, yeah, like it's just another one of those, or like that book thing, like this little. And I think that we kind of judge ourselves, and then we like, how are other people going to perceive us? But to me, it's the fact that you're not willing to give up. Like, that to me shows real courage and real bravery because the most people, they wouldn't even think at this point. They would just be like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not made to make money. Um, I'm going to go to either a job or rely on my spouse or just this, 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 but like the fact that you were willing to give it another go after straight up having a trauma. And you're like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to set myself up to win. And this is going to work. Like pat yourselves on the back y'all just for even listening to this series. Seriously. Cause I know a lot of people, I've just folded in the towel. Yeah. I can only imagine how hard like it would be to go back and tell people after being in an MLM, like, Hey, I'm selling a new product. Hey, I'm starting my own business. Um, I, again, I'm going to just relate it to myself. I feel like I'm kind of in a different situation 
for like pitching myself because it's just such a different category and there's so much need that and I know that so I can't imagine like going and trying to sell a product or sell a course or sell anything like that and feel like I'm worth it like um we me and you have had a lot of conversations about like knowing your worth and not lowballing yourself because like if you're providing good quality whatever xyz product um mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people that work in MLM we're so used to not making anything we're so used to giving it away that it's going to be really hard to reevaluate and realize what you can make and like maybe you do start off with a low number mm-hmm. and then you realize like this is worth more I have a program that I sell as my signature program. The first time I ran it, I ran it in something called beta. That's just basically where people get a discount. They get to like test it apart. You get to like grow your own like selling muscles and like, does this work? Can I really teach this for $97? It is now $1,000. And I sold two of them yesterday doing nothing. I was actually showering and the other one, I was taking a walk. So you can start out and build your muscle. I know you're going to feel a lot of time, especially like when you switch from like the MLM to like the regular, like business, like bro marketing, still boss chick. She follows you around everywhere, right? Marketing, like charge your worth, charge your worth. You're worth 80 bajillion dollars. Nobody can afford that. Like you are not your business. You are not your product. You are not your MLM. You are a person. You're worth a gajillion dollars. So if to you, in order to get your muscles right now, I'm going to flex and you're going to heal swoon. Like in order to get your selling muscles, right? Thank you. In order to get your selling muscles, correct. Start low. There's nothing to say that you can't raise the price where I don't want you to be is that place where you just feel so burnt out. So say you are doing a service, you got really good at making graphics. So now you make graphics for other people for a little while, while you decide to do one of these more passive, and we can define that later, passive income revenue streams, right? You're going to get to a point where you're like, I am so resentful of only charging like $20. Then you're going to raise your price. You can either keep your old clients at that. You can give them a halfway marker. There is nothing wrong with getting used to accepting money if you have all of that background baggage around it. And here's the great thing. You don't need to sell to your warm market. I don't think any, first of all, half of my friends and family still can't even figure out what I do. They just, they don't. Okay. Now I have friends that I have made online that like, yeah, Sarah, like we'll buy from each other, but it's not like, oh, I'll buy from you. So you can buy from me. And like, you know, we'll make a quote and all that. Usually you just do it because it's your friend, right? And you want to kind of support them or because they're teaching something different. Usually that's what I do, right? So it's just like, oh, but again, I, I'm not going, I'm not messaging people from high school and being like, do you want to learn how to make money with your email list? I have the world to sell to the world because everybody needs help. And I think that's the other thing that you can realize. And I love that interview that you had um, with the freelancer and how she talked about like Upwork and all those other places. Like you can start in one of those, you can start in Fiverr or you can go to good old Facebook, hang out with other people that are going to need the services that you like. Okay. As you're still trying to build your side thing. I have one of, I have four or five people on my team at this point. And one of them, she runs a, essentially it's a mom blog and it's about like nursing. So like, she still does her summits and all this other stuff, but she still helps me out because she was one of my really great students in my course. Right. So you can have lots of different things. I don't want you thinking like, oh man, like I have to just do this service. And I can never talk about juggling underwater, even though I want to sell a juggling underwater course, you can do both in tandem. It's okay. No one needs to know. (laughs) 
<laughs> You'd be surprised. People love to do things. I think that what also ends up happening, especially in the course and digital products and all that is everyone thinks like, oh, I need to target other business owners. They're the only ones that are going to pay. Y'all, we are not normal. Normies do not want to start their own business. Normies want to go to their job, complain about it, collect their money and not have to worry anymore. They do not want to work 24 seven. They do not want to have to worry about their own health insurance. They do not want to do any of these things. You know what they do want to do? They want to be able to play things like the banjo lately that I have over here. They want to be able to color. They want to be able to go to Disney and not have to plan it. They want to be able like, there's, we call it consumer facing. There's so many avenues that you can help people and give them information from and have fun with and actually get to be creative. Yeah. Like, I think that, um, our world has really, uh, glamorized the DIY, the do it yourself people. Like you can, you can do anything you want. You can design anything you want. And I have recently come to realize that I am not one of those people. I will pay anyone to do anything for me. Like I, like my goal is to make enough money so that I can pay somebody to go mow my lawn because I don't want to do it anymore. And like, <laughs> it's just like, I, there's somebody. It's a big that yard, wants, everyone. There's it's someone. It's a good sized yard. Uh, but like, yeah, you know, like you need, there are these people out there that are willing to pay you to do things that they don't want to do. And it's not necessarily mowing lawns. Like that's not what probably most of you listening want to do, <laughs> but, but maybe you do. Uh, but you know, like whatever you like to do, there is a way to make it into a business for the most part, I would say. Yeah. Like I literally have somebody, into a business. <laughs> I have somebody, she is um, again, virtual assistant. And literally her job is to proofread the captions that I make for things. Cause I talk a lot and I talk very fast. She proofreads. So if you're like, well, I'm not really a writer, but maybe you're more of a grammar police type of person. Again, you can do that. But if you're like, you know what? None of that interests me. I'm really going all in. Like I have learned how to do all these cool things while being at home. Or I learned all of these skills that I have from being a job where I really like to travel. Okay. So you can find that topic that you really love. And if you want to be either a blogger or a YouTuber, any of that, go follow somebody who's actually sort of doing that thing and see what sort of business model they're doing. So for the travel blogger, they're probably making ad revenue, which means you're going to need to get a lot of traffic. So that's going to take a little while to pan out. Again, you can make more money with services or courses It's courses you need to have an audience for kind of like everything, right? And then you could do ads. They probably have like referral income or affiliate income. That's another source of revenue that you can have. So it's like the world is kind of your oyster. You can do a couple of things in tandem. You can try things out and see what you like. And I think that one of the things that uh, people, especially like in our generation and up kind of are trying to wrap our heads around is we're in a new world right now. Like these jobs that we're talking about were not really things before, like, especially not the way that we see them today. Like, obviously there are entrepreneurs before, but like there wasn't like internet bloggers, like the way that we see them today. It's not the same. Y'all, both of my grandfathers, their houses, dirt floors and no electricity. I sent an email about cheese puns and made $2,000 in an hour. Dirt floor 
<laughs> to cheese pun emails. Like this is, a, I was just like the, living the American dream. I don't know if you guys remember that phase on TikTok where they show like the little hamster that's like stuck in a store. Now he's got like this little Cadillac ball that he's driving around. <laughs> like I'm living the American dream. Like it's baffling, but it is so it's available to you. And I don't want you to feel guilty. Like, oh, like, why did I go down this MLM route? Because I did this because you had to, you had to have that experience. Now, you know what not to do. There are going to be some skills that you can probably transfer over. And there's going to be stuff that you're like, absolutely not. So if you want to talk more about the courses and digital products model, we can talk about that too. If you want to, we can talk yeah. about anything. I love all this stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about courses and digital, digital, what <laughs> digital products. Okay. So it can be things like, say, if you are, again, a writer, it can be an ebook. It could be selling things. If you're certified like meal plans, I have, okay, this, I'm just going to set the stage. I know that MLM is very about mindset, but I, I think that some of it works. I think that Danielle can agree. Some stuff is good. Other stuff is bad. And that's I the hard part is trying to figure out what is good and what is bad. Theory. I think that they're weaponizing it to yes. be honest with you. Just like no food is good or bad. It's just the amount that you eat. Perhaps it's a little bit of that range, right? Right. I have a student who made $27,000 in a week. Now she had an audience. Guess where her course was about? Hmm. Anybody. You, you can let us know on Instagram because if you're not, you should be following Danielle at Hunts to Humans. She'll put a link <laughs> in the show notes for you. You can DM us. You can let us know. I'm Kate underscore Doster. It was a course about growing plants. Plants. Really? I mean, that's amazing. Succulents. People like and that. Was, and I don't want to say it was only, right? It was $127. Cause you'll see a lot of people online like, oh, I had this hundred thousand dollar launch, but they're selling like a ten thousand dollar mastermind and they're spending 80 bajillion dollars on ads. She spent no money on ads. Her product was less than $150 and she made $27,000 selling a course about plants. Okay. Now did she have zero people on her email list and zero followers? Absolutely not. She had spent time growing her audience. She was into Pinterest. So she did Pinterest. She did blog articles. She gets people to get on her email list. And that's what I primarily teach is getting people on your email list and learning how to talk to people in a way that makes sense to human brains. Cause like humans, they're not logical. Like if we truly were logical, would smoking be a thing? Like how are cigarettes around? Hello self. I want you to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime on something that's going to give you bad teeth, potentially take away your jaw, going to take away your ability to breathe. And then you're going to die sooner. And you guys didn't know this, but you're actually listening to a dare commercial. Like it <laughs> makes no sense. It makes no sense. Right? Like now I can say this because I technically did this already. Y'all would have slept eight hours. You would have drank an you're 64 ounces. You would have worked out today. Like you would have done these things if humans were logical. They're not. So I think what ends up happening is because people have been a victim to really bad selling techniques with a lot of like pressure, 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 pressure. I call it sham wowing people. They think that that's the way that you sell. That's not, that's not the way that you sell <laughs> to people. Like that's not going to work if you're like, oh, there's only five minutes left or, you know, hey guys, I've only got two more spots, you know, for my coaching. It's like Beachbody and they've got an infinite amount of spots of people they can fill. Like, right. no, like we don't, we don't do that. Right. You got to right. think to yourself, 
okay. And this comes with anybody, right? The services that you have too. Like, why would somebody be hesitant to get this? Why, why would they be hesitant about say growing plants in general, right? The first step would be, and this is like straight up sales 101, right? They're hesitant about the plants because maybe they've killed them in the past. They've tried. Maybe they feel like, oh man, should I really be wasting my time on plants? So then it's your job not to convince them, but just to lay out the information. It's like, look, I'll be honest with you. Not really the best at growing plants at the beginning of this, which is why we've got this. So if you've got a black thumb, I'm going to be able to help you out. And so when you are thinking of a course or a digital product, you're thinking to yourself, what can I do to make something almost fail-proof? Now you have to remember as the provider, as the coach, I know that you're going to have a very special guest on talking about health coaching. We won't spoil anything guys, but there could be somebody coming on soon. Who knows? To be able to talk about that, you need to think to yourself, what are people going to need? So if you are really into like baking, right? You're really into baking. You have, maybe you're on TikTok because I think that's really, really smart to be on TikTok. Yeah. There's a lot of negativity, but people love those videos, right? Like they do. And people ask you to like create this book of recipes, but maybe you want to show people how to create beautiful cakes instead of just selling dessert recipes. You got to think to yourself, what is somebody, if they came at me and they were almost a perfect student, what would they need to have? Cause there's going to be people that can take your course or can take your book and either do nothing with it or get no results. And I think for some people, even if it's like a, say a $7 product, which if that's the first time you're charging, like that's going to be the best $7 of your entire life that you make. I swear to you, right. You're still going to think, but is it worth it? Are they going to get it? It's not your responsibility. It's your responsibility to show up, give the best product that you can, but they have to put on their big girl, boys, girls, and pants and them's pants to actually get it done. And that can be a really hard thing to swallow at the beginning. So when you are deciding that you're going to do courses, like we had talked about with the lady who sold her course about plants, you need to have an audience. Okay. Because here's the thing you could be the best person ever at teaching. Cause we're talking about DIY stuff at teaching, like furnishing, refinishing. But if you've got nobody to talk to, then no one is going to buy it. Like this isn't a, you build it. They will come scenario. You've got to go find those people. Where are they hanging out? Where are they Googling for stuff? Who else would they be following that you can be friends with? That's one of my biggest sort of audience builders, because when you do do courses and digital products, you need a lot more eyeballs on you than you do for services, right? Like who else would they be hanging out with that you can legitly go be friends with? I know that's another big draw of MLMs. It's like that friendship, right? Right. I know you got shunned and everyone hates you, right? So now you're kind of nervous. But it's just like, who else can you, is doing cool stuff that your people would be? Go be friends with them. Comment on their stuff. If you can try to support their business in some way, get on their radar. Like there's ways to be able to sort of build your audience. You just sort of have to pick a road that works for your personality. And another one that you have to be a little bit braver for. That's why I tell people, if you want fast growth, you've got to be brave, right? Like that's just the way it comes down to Like it's a lot more nerve wracking to pitch somebody to say, be on their podcast to talk about your crafting than it is to make, you know, a hundred graphics to put on Pinterest, right? Like, it's, eh, you know, that they, that people might see it, it might work, but you'll get in front of a little bit more people that way. So that's kind of the deal with courses. And so, you know, you can ask people to join your email list for the record. It is illegal to have an email list for your MLM. Ooh. Cause Email service providers 
all of them that I know of, that is one of their terms and conditions. You cannot be in network marketing. Really? So what ends up happening, and I have heard of this before, is that people be like, oh, well, it's your brand. And then you just like, you can't like recruit via email, but like you can talk about like, what's that shake one? Uh, there's a lot. I don't know if you- Oh, okay. Well, we'll just say it was one of the shake ones, but you can be like, oh yeah. Like here's this blog post about like, you know, what I ate today or, and then like you can send people out, but you cannot Uh, actually recruit or have an email list for your multi-level marketing, but for your own business, for your own business, you can. So you're fine because again, the business model isn't like, oh, I need to get people to, and then the business world would be affiliates to be an affiliate for my stuff. So that way I can make more money and then downline and downline and downline. And then people like can't be an affiliate if they don't get other affiliates. Like, no, your affiliates aren't recruiting other affiliates for everybody. Like that, that's not, that's not a thing. And again, you're still technically the one that delivered that course. So it can be a video course because maybe you got really good at video. It can be audio only like this podcast. It could be written. It can be a mixture of both. There's a whole bunch of different formats and to be able to sell it, you will need to have a course platform. Don't worry guys. It's not, not that intimidating. Uh, you can go with something like Podia. That's the one I use. Cause they're really nice. You can use something. There's another one called teachable is really big. And essentially you'll record the videos on your computer. If you decide to do videos, you upload them to the platform. They'll, you know, host your sales page for you. You are going to have to write what's on there. Right but they will handle payment processing. You set up your PayPal account. You set up a Stripe account. Stripe is the other one, just so you know, because it's not really one that most people know about. And they'll sort of collect the money. And when somebody gives you their money, they'll go and deliver their product. Say if you have a payment plan and someone doesn't pay, those services will take away your stuff. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, kicking anybody out. They'll just kick anybody out for you. Oh, that's so kind of them to mm-hmm. be the bouncer. <laughs> right. So and with those, you are responsible to getting the eyeballs there. You could do something like, and I forgot what was um, the freelancer coach that came on. She did the writing. What was her name? I apologize for forgetting uh, her first name. Amy. Amy. So like Amy, I think she was talking about like Upwork and all those sorts of things. Yeah. There are those sort of equivalent in the course land landscape. Like Udemy, I believe is one of those. Um, I don't know how Skillshare's pay structure works, but I'm sure there's probably something like that. So again, while you are getting some clout, while you are sort of building your muscles, you can always put a lower price course. It's not going to have every bells and whistles, but it can be kind of like your starter course on one of those platforms as well. So you have a little bit more eyeballs and a little bit more peoples. They will take a much bigger cut of your profit though. But at the beginning, you might want to. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, like you're building your muscles, you're building your selling muscle. So, you know, you start out with the two pound dumbbell, which would be these uh, starter websites. And then you work your way up to the platforms where you need to, you know, put in a little bit more um, muscle. (laughs) Yeah. Right. They call it traffic, but I think that sounds so gross. There's not, then I like to call eyeballs, but still they're, they're not supplying the people there. You don't have that built-in crowd. You went out and built your own crowd. And the reason why you'll hear it again, especially if you've been sort of dipping your toes into, I don't want to call it regular business, but into regular business, you'll hear people talk all the time about like an email list, right? 
the reason that there is an email list, and I'm, I have never once had somebody answer this question. Not that there's a correct answer. Danielle, do you remember Friendster? No. <laughs> Look at her face. Foursquare. Yeah, I, I don't kind think of. I used it. Maybe MySpace. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Hotmail? Yeah. There you go. See, social media platforms die, okay? Foursquare was all the rage. Friendster, all of the rage. Periscope, all the rage. Meerkat, do y'all remember Meerkat? Probably not, but you know what Hotmail is. That's why we go with email marketing. That's why people say, get somebody on your email list. Because even if people go on a detox, they usually still look at their inbox. And again, look again, treat people like people. And that's my huge philosophy. How many people are you following on Instagram? Bare minimum, at least a thousand. Are you subscribed to a thousand people's newsletters list? No, 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 you are not. So as you can see from a business perspective, I now get to hang out with people, in my opinion, who are more serious or almost as excited about the thing that I want to talk about as I am, right? So like people are almost as excited about progressive overload as I am if they're on my email list. Like they might (laughs) casually follow me on Instagram, right? But like if they're in my inbox and I can talk about these things, it's weightlifting stuff. They get very, very excited, right? don't get excited anymore, then they can go ahead and unsubscribe and it's not the end of the world. So then all of a sudden, when you're like, my coaching program is open, there's a higher likelihood that they are going to say yes. And here's a great thing. Say you write an email. There's nothing to say. Like there's no internet police that are like, you can't turn that into an Instagram post. Turn it into an Instagram post. Like why make things harder on yourself? It's okay. Again, because you're not coming at people from the buy it, buy it, buy it. Why haven't you got it? You're dummy. You're now you're gonna die a skinny loser instead of a poor loser. Um, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get on here, right? Like there's none of that. It's like, what? We're gonna talk about your nutrition. I understand consistency is hard. That's why we've got the calendar. Do you think calorie counting isn't for you? Don't worry. We've got this plates and cups, snacks thing. I'm really pulling over here. Portion thing. <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> no, no. Oh God. No, not the Tupperwares. I learned better. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Y'all. So I had this special guest that's going to be on the show on my show and it, he went very off on colored containers. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, so, right. Like it's, it's just like, okay. Cause that again, how does a human make a decision? There are some people that are split second and they know immediately, yes. And they're going to buy things. There are other people that just need time to think. Right. Yeah. And then maybe they're like, okay, I guess email makes sense, Kate. Cause you're right. I have no idea what Friendster was and I don't follow a gajillion people on Instagram. All right. But like, why should you be the one to teach me? Right. And so that's why after that, you kind of show your own expertise. Again, I always teach people when they're selling, when they're talking, when they're writing emails, we always want to put the person first because they are my main concern. That's why I don't talk about Hamilton it very much because who cares what I did? I care about what you are going to be able to do, right? right. Like that's the best part. Well, like, yeah, you should probably know I'm not just somebody who came out of nowhere, never did this before. And now I'm like this giant expert. And I think that that's the other thing that they talk about from listening to the podcast is like, oh, you can just be a health coach because you're like, two feet ahead of somebody from the journey. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah. When they like dub somebody a coach. I think that if you're, again, if you're going to sell courses, 
Printables, you can probably get away with because like no one's going to care if you're a giant artist or if you're just somebody who happens to be good at like canva.com. That's where a lot of people make graphics. No one's going to care there. But if you're going to teach a course, usually just like writing a book, you need to have some authority, but you don't need to be like the grand Puma. Like, I don't know absolutely everything about sales and marketing and sales mindset, but I have done enough in my own business and I have my own experience. And when you're first starting out, if you're just honest with people, then now all of a sudden you don't feel disingenuous. And now you'll talk about your products more. Now people are going to want it more. Right. Like, well, this is what I did. Here are the cakes that I made. I'm not saying that I went the ace of cakes. I'm not Duck Goldberg, but like, here's how you can create a birthday cake that is not going to show up as epic fails on Pinterest. Like, oh my gosh. we'll get you there, right? <laughs> like those, I'm thinking of like those weird, like cookie monster cakes. And yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I feel like in college, we had a lot of those, like, let's try to create this. And then it turned into like, <laughs> It just didn't look anything, anything like it should have. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I think, again, that's sort of, you know, one of those things, everyone thinks that they can be Picasso if they have their paintbrush. It's like, no, 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 you you need his, his skills. (laughs) That's what actually got it to go. Not the fact that he was like brand X paint, but it's just so, so funny. So that's, that's kind of where it is with courses and why everyone, when you guys start focusing into growing an online business are going to say your email list, because those people are more likely to buy just math is on your side there. Statistically speaking, they're more likely to buy. Is everyone going to buy? Absolutely not. Right. And just like at some point, and this is what really, really got to me about listening to the show. Like at some point, math is going to come into play. So you can't expect to make $5,000 a month. If all you're selling is a $7 ebook and your audience is a hundred people, right? Like you're not going to get them to buy that a million times <laughs> to be able to make that number. So you have a choice. Are you going to raise your price? Are you going to get more people? Now, another people be like, oh, just get more things. You can at some point, but if you're scattered, it's especially at the beginning, it's not the best approach. It's really like, okay, I either need to make this, I don't know, a hundred dollar cookbook. Good luck, I guess. If you have a premium brand, it can work or just go get those more people because everybody, everybody suffers with what's for dinner. Yeah. I call it that Wednesday, Thursday feeling. Oh, you're right. I always feel like I go right into like Monday, Tuesday and I'm like, I know what I'm going to make. And then Wednesday, Thursday, I'm like, I guess I'll do this. I guess. Or we end up at the drive-thru. Yeah, exactly. And so that's one of the things that I try to teach my students when, and this goes for everybody, when you're again, trying to start selling your services, you're going to do the course shop. Maybe you've even sort of started that or group coaching is another really great method that you can do. So instead of just having one client, maybe you've got five, like a little cool cohort and you're going to take them through something together. If you're going to meet every week and you're going to work on your painting skills and all that sort of stuff, you need to be able to write words and to be able to speak words that don't sound like everyone else is saying them. So like in my industry, everyone's like, build the business of your dreams. And I'm like, make enough money to slap down your debit card at Whole Foods and buy raspberries, regardless of what time of the year it is. Like, right. For right. Danielle, if she's my ideal person, because that's a really big thing. You need to figure out who you truly get so unbelievably excited to help. Are other people going to filter in? Yes, they are. Cause people are going to feel your energy and they're going to want to be around you, but it's like make enough money. So you never have to mow that lawn again. Yeah. So you don't have to feel guilty. 
about going out and having fast food because you can cover it. Like that's what my people want, right? There are some people that their people want to have the $100,000 launches consistently. They want to have a big team. They want to be able to travel to Paris. I'm like, dude, I just want to go be able to buy clothes and not worry about how much they cost, right? Like when the electric bill comes, it doesn't matter. Like to me, those are the things. And when you learn how to, we call them moments in my course, when you start using those, when you speak to your audience, when you're making things like your Instagram posts, when you're utilizing these, especially things on sales page and sales emails, which y'all, everything is sales. Like I know this might may or may not be an MLM thing. And I think I might feel a bit of a product for the product ish, but like t- to me, even when it's value. So like three mistakes to avoid when trying to budget to me, that is selling the fact that you understand me as an audience member, that you understand my struggles and you're selling me the fact that you actually know what you're talking about. So like for my students, they're like, oh, well, like I, you know, I can send all like those value emails and all this sort of thing. But like, I hate selling dude. Every time you're popping into their inbox, you're selling the fact that you deserve to be there, that you get them, that you can take care of them and that you're their person. Like you might not realize it, but you are, it's a matter of, are you giving them an opportunity to give you some monies or not? Like, that's really, that's really all you're doing. Right. And that's just the way that I like to think about it. And I do think that people take things more seriously when they spend money on it. Like, it's just, again, I'm not saying that everybody's course or everyone's book is going to have a thousand percent success rate because it's not people have different life situations, but like my biggest thing and you is like the purse that I got from target. Like I didn't care that the kids drew on it. I didn't care that there's applesauce on it. Like it didn't matter, but like the coach bag that I had, like that was kept in a closet in the dust bag because I spent more money on it. So to me, it mattered more. So I took it a little bit more seriously. So I think that that's another thing that you can think to yourself if you're really, really sales versus like, oh my goodness, how dare I charge $7 for something? Or how dare I you know, charge $97 in a session? There is nothing wrong with wanting to give discounts every once in a while with wanting to have scholarships. But if you want people to take things seriously, because remember, they're not logical or smoking would not be a thing, make them pay for it. Right. For it. And I think that that's a, a good point too, because like, I think that we see a lot of that in like the diet culture side of MLM world, where people are much more likely to keep doing the MLM in the diet culture cycles, because they're paying for it. And then they're like, some of them are seeing results, not healthy results, disclaimer, Mm -hmm. but they're seeing results because they are paying for all of this product. And they're trying to be a product of the product and all of this stuff but they're more likely to do it because they're paying for it versus, you know, just going to the grocery store and trying to buy more balanced meals. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like no, no one is walking across the stage for buying a zucchini at the grocery store. No one's getting love bombed for doing those sorts of things. And on register seven, we have Danielle buying a summer squash. Woo! And guys, she's going to eat that on a Thursday. Oh my gosh. Danielle, I have her autograph. Oh, people are like passing out in the aisles. They're taking pictures. Oh, Danielle, can I also buy squash underneath you and give you a part of my commission from buying said squash? Like, again, Q 
humans aren't logical, but everyone likes to feel needed and everyone wants to feel special and everyone wants to feel right. Again, this is why I loved copywriting so much because I was one of those kids that like, you know, I had, I had ADHD, like giant shocker there. And like, I had like a million majors in college, right? I loved the one about psychology. I thought consumer behavior was so interesting, like free economics radio. If I found out that uh, behavioral economics was a thing, I would have done that. I would have had a J-O-B and I would have been that because it is just so fascinating because humans make no sense. <laughs> it's the best. Oh yeah, they they really don't make any sense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you bought a summer squash. <laughs> yes. No, I like wish somebody would follow me to the grocery store and do that every time I bought something nutritious. <laughs> Meanwhile, right when we worked out together at the gym, I'm like, ah, I'm just like shouting at the rooftops because you need that sometimes because it's fun. It is. And I think that again, you can always think to yourselves, what parts of this? And again, if you are super in the trauma, then bring no parts of your MLM experience with you. Like again, we had the, it's the Gen Xer lady. Was it Jen? that was talking about how she learned how to make content so well because she was in that dude's mastermind mm-hmm. and like inner circle and all that sort of stuff. You can take some of the skills, but if like all of that was just like too traumatic for you, then you don't need to do it right now. Right. It's kind of like riding a bike. At some point you'll know how to do it. And again, when you are starting an online business, when you are starting a blog, like sure, you're going to post on your own Facebook that you started a blog because you're proud of it. But you're not, again, going to be messaging people from high school because some person that you met once in the grocery store told you, go message these people from high school. For the record, Huns, I am very offended. I was a target market person and I never once got approached to be in an MLM. Never once. <laughs> Apparently, like, I don't have I- fun energy. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I mean, I would have said no immediately. But I'm like, I was a stay-at-home poor mom. You would have thought like, yeah. oh, she's like right in there. Nope. But yeah, it's those vulnerabilities that we look for. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, oh. Again, guys, to sell my course and to make as much money as I made, I've never gone up to somebody at a baseball game and was like, hey, I noticed that you have a cell phone. Would you like to make money from it? Never once. <laughs> I noticed that you had a cell phone. <laughs> hey there, I see you have a face, which means you're very good at looking at screens. <laughs> Would you be interested in buying this cream? Now it technically costs $3 to make and I'm going to charge you $70 million for it, but it'll be fine. Cause then you can charge people $75 million for it. And it's just like, wait a minute. Wait yeah. A minute. Um, okay. So what would you say? Like the very first step is like, if you, so say you're like just breaking out of your MLM and you're like, I'm going to, I need to make money. I need to make my first move. What would you say? Like the first three to five steps would be. I would not say courses. I know you're like, but Kate, you tell people how to sell those. I know I do, but I think that that is more of a longer term strategy. If you truly do want to start making money, I think that you need to unpack all of those skills that you probably don't realize that you have acquired that you had to learn while being an LMLM. Like we had talked about being able to make graphics, being able to come up with content. Maybe you learned some video editing. That'd be nice. Maybe you learned how to, again, edit TikToks, Instagrams, those sorts of things. And I would probably set up shop. Honestly, if I had to start completely over again, I probably would have set up shop as a virtual assistant 
So when you are a virtual assistant, if you want to go on things like freelancer or Upwork, they always change their name or Fiverr and be like, I'll make you these graphics for this just to get your feet wet. By all means, you can, or you can just sort of jump in head first, find the thing that you like doing, right? So say if you are like, you know, I really did like making graphics, right? Then, you know, start posting like your own sort of graphics on Instagram, right? Again, Instagram is not going to be like your first place to get a lot of people, but you're going to think to yourself, who would need to have these graphics? Where should I hang out? Oh, well, with other business owners, I should hang out. I can hang out in Facebook groups with them. I can offer potentially to do not a lot y'all, but I could offer potentially to do free work in exchange for testimonials. I can get myself out there. I can let people know that I do these things. Maybe you are actually, it turns out really good at, you know, editing a podcast, right? Think of those skills that you have that you can still technically do from home. Again, I have somebody who proofreads. Most of you can read. Again, I saw you had a face, so (laughs) you might be able to proofread at that. So unpack your bucket of skills that you have. Think of which one that you like. And even if you're like, oh man, I know I said that I would do graphics, but I kind of hate that. When you're a general assistant, you can be exposed to a lot of different things. Like uh, my right-hand lady, she answers and replies back to my emails. And it's a lot of people that just like forgot their login information. She must have to do that like 80 times a day. So you could do something like inbox management. Maybe you got really good at tech along the way and you actually had started your own website, right? Which you are gonna need your own website, y'all, just so you guys know. Doesn't have to be elaborate, but you're gonna need your own website. So maybe you're going to start doing website stuff for people. Maybe you learned, again, some type of different platform. You can help people out with that. So we're looking at our bucket of skills. We're going to just pick one for right now. We're going to get a website. She does not need to be fancy. Guys, I was selling writing and my website was a single page that just said, hey, do you want to know a hundred magical words to get more customers? give me your email address. That was literally it. And I was booked out. Okay. So I was a copywriter with no website. So I don't want you thinking this needs to be very lavish, right? If you're going to want to do something professional, again, graphics, even that virtual assistant, I probably have a picture of yourself. I buy a website template. So that way it looks nice. You can do something like Squarespace. You could do something like WordPress and buy a theme for it. Is there going to be a little bit of money involved? Yes. Is it going to be more than $200 at the beginning? No, because it's just a website, especially if you do something like Squarespace, which I think a lot of people rag on, but it's pretty good. I have to say, and I think to start off, it's like $15 a month. So we can handle it. We can handle our $15 because we're this time. I know this must be an MLM thing. You're investing in yourself, right? So you're investing in yourself by doing this. It's your startup cost. So instead of spending $100 on your kit, you're spending $15 to technically make an infinite amount of money with no one telling you what to do and no one taking any besides like payment processors. Lame, I know. So you've got your website. You're going to make sure that looks nice. We'll just say we're going to use Squarespace because it's the easiest to do. We're going to use Squarespace. Now we're going to go out and we're going to think to ourselves, okay, if I want to do this service, who has these people? So even if you do go on freelance, Upwork, all those sorts of things, you go into Facebook groups, you can still have your own website eventually to point people back to. 
again, it's that same thing with you want to be able to create sample writing, right? If you want to do graphics, then you need to be able to have stunning graphics where people can actually look at your portfolio. If you want to do podcast editing, then you reach out to somebody and you're like, Hey, Danielle, would you mind if I edit your podcast for a couple of episodes in exchange for a testimonial? Danielle's like, okay, I don't want to have to do it. And then you edit it and it's fantastic. And she loves it. Right. So again, just like, if anyone wants to edit my podcast for a testimonial, I would be happy to do that because as you all know, I don't edit unless there's something major that I have to take out. So, <laughs> right. And the again, girl doesn't here, have ready? time. <laughs> Here's the thing that you might not know, right? Because again, you don't know until you know, because you're listening to this podcast, right? So Danielle and I, like, we had to schedule this. We had to show up. We're on the Zoom. Danielle's going to have to rip out the audio. She's going to have to put in the intro. She's going to have to put in the outro, right? But she's also going to have to write the show notes. She might have to go find the links for the show notes and then she's going to have to go upload it. Then she's going to have to create some type of social media graphic at some point to be able to promote it. If she wants to put it on a website, then she's got to put it on the website. There is so much after that happens that you guys could probably figure out how to do because you're very smart. You could just handle that for somebody and they'd yeah. be so thankful. They, they would find like the cool audio clip of us laughing about buying a summer squash and they would make, it's called an audiogram. Uh, they'd make an audiogram and they could post it on the socials for you. Like, Again, you can sort of do that. Now, if you're like, hey, I have no desire to do any of that. I would much rather do a long game about something that I'm interested in. Then you could definitely go the content creation route. So you can get your website still. You're going to do your blog. I think that you should create probably about five blog posts about whatever you are the most interested in. If you, again, you have to think to yourself, who's going to read this? So if you're like, well, it's just a mom blog, what makes it a little bit different? Is it a mom blog for somebody that has multiple kids? Is it a mom blog for somebody who is a working mom for somebody with multiples? Again, is it for little kids? Is it for middle school? Is it sandwich generation? You got to get a little bit narrowed in on your person. You're going to make those five blog posts. A really good blog for uh, this audience would probably be a mom blog for neurodivergent moms. Right. For anyone that's looking for an idea. (laughs) Right. So make five really good posts and then you know what your job is, right? Your job is to make sure you get those out there as much as possible. Your job is to reach out to other blogs who accept guest blog posts and you're going to write for them, right? You are going to, if you decide to invest in a course because they'll give you a you know, better roadmap and there's some really great, you know, starting to learn how to blog courses. You're going to invest in that. You're going to do what the teacher says. You're going to get great results. You're going to tell them about it. And then they're going to tell the world about you. Like I did Cassidy with her course on plants, right? Like you're going to go ahead. You're going to do those things. You're going to, again, figure out that skill of, okay, I know I need a lot of traffic. So I'm going to make sure that my pillar blog posts, their SEO is really good search engine optimization. So I'm going to learn a little bit about that skill. You're going to decide how often do you want to post a week, right? Again, always remembering you still have to get yourself out there because it's a long game for that particular version, but you can do it 100%. You can do it as long as you realize that it's going to take a little bit longer with that model at the beginning. Again, that was the model that I chose. And then I immediately went to services when I realized, Hey, I need money like now. (laughs) And I can't just be one of those miracles that like their websites pop off. But again, it's just always about how am I going to get in front of people and still also create that content. And then Again, you do what other people who are successful in that industry or in that topic are doing. You can, you're going to start your email list at the very, very beginning. You're going to sign up for something like MailerLite. That's the one that I like. That's the one I made Nick use. Like MailerLite is free. So you don't even have that startup cost. You're going to have MailerLite. You're going to make sure in those five blog posts, you've got 
your email list and you're going to give away something for free for people to create a cool PDF in Canva that we always say it answers a yeah, but that your audience would have. So maybe again, we were talking about gardening. So maybe it's, you know, uh, you want to garden, but you've got a black thumb, but you live in the city, but you've got no time, but you don't want vegetables. So maybe it's how to grow a patio garden or something like that. Right. Even if you've got rodents or something. So they're like, oh, yeah, like, how does she know I had a rodents problem? Let me sign up for her thing. That's how we make it different. Cause we want people to be like, how did they know that? Because I know you, because I love you and I need you to succeed. Right. <laughs> and then you're just going to sort of go from there. So it's two very different routes. Again, they will both make money. It's just a matter of what one's more immediate. The more immediate is going to be service. The more of a long game that you can always do in tandem is that sort of blogger, course creator, audience route. Wow. So many things. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think that this, I think that this is amazing. And like, just like, like literally sure. just from like everything you said, I mean, I'm not in the market to buy all of these things, but like you've said so many things that I would benefit from purchasing. So like, don't think that there's no one out there to do these things. Like I would love to be able to afford to have a podcast editor. I would love to have somebody design my therapy website. I would love to do all these things. Am I probably going to do them all myself? Yes. But, <laughs> but, and you have to, at the beginning, yeah. at the beginning, you're going to have to. And then there's, again, there's going to be other skills that you learn and mess up on to be able to do your stuff. Right. Or it's like, what, when we were redoing a nickandersonfitness.com, we'll link that down below. It's like, how did you make it look so good so fast? Because I had to do it by myself for eons before yeah. I could hire somebody to do it or before I felt comfortable hiring somebody for that. I will be honest. I probably should have hired a lot more faster than I did, like, because it really does make life a lot easier, like you said. And at some point it will come down to time versus money. And that's the same thing again with audience growth with, with life, really it, it's time versus money. Um, and so you have to decide where you're willing to sort of make that sacrifice. Um, again, I, this is going to be, humans aren't logical. The shirt that I'm wearing right now was five whole dollars. If you ask me to spend more than $20 on jeans, I will not do it. The exercise shorts I'm wearing are $52. I will gladly give them my money every day of the week, but I will not in my brain. My money is not allotted for jeans over $20 and shirts over five, but exercise shorts is a category I'm willing to spend money on. So you might need to even look at yourself too. Like, cause everyone has that one thing where you're like, oh yeah, I just do it. again. Do I need to spend ukuleles? Probably not, but I'm way more likely to do that than just buy random stuff or to buy decor. So just be that thing that people like to spend money on in their head. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I know that this is like a scary time in the world too, where money yeah. is money is scary, but like we make money to spend money. Like that is the point. That is literally the point. I know that we need to spend money on things that we need, like mortgages or rent or food and electricity and things like that. But the reason that we have extra spending money is to spend it. So it's okay to be that thing that people want to spend money on. Mm -hmm. And again, bringing it back to what Amy had said in the freelancing yeah. episode, businesses always have money. Like, yes. because in their head, marketing is the alpha elite shorts. They'll spend the money on that. Are they going to spend the uh, high amount of dollars on proofreading? Maybe not, but it's a pen and that could be their $5 shirt budget. You never know. So again, you might not want to, in the long run, work for another business owner for very long or be in the, it's called the B2B space. 
and don't because there are so many more people. There are so many more people that are interested in health and fitness than there are in people making like passive income from courses, right? It's like, there's so many more people and that's what you need in order to make this work is people's, but use the skills that you have right now. You can always change and morph and there's nothing wrong with you wanting to make money. I think that that's another thing that people deal with, whether in business or in MLMs, it's like, I got into that because again, we need a reason to justify. Cause like, well, how was I so dumb? I was greedy. It was the money that did it. Or it was that person. There's nothing wrong as somebody that had none. I would much rather have some than none. Like that's what I don't think that people quite get. Like, again, you can bad mouth things all you want, but it's all about how you interpret it, how you internalize it. There's nothing wrong with you guys wanting to make money, especially in a legitimate way even in a way that it is legitly betting on yourself. Because again, there is no, everyone's heard of beach body type of scenario. And like, here's the other thing, not to rag on beach body, but like on all of them, you're not training your competitors. Right. Right. And so a lot of people kind of be like, oh, what if somebody takes your course? And then they're like a copywriter. No one's going to be me. And then I have the testimonial that they did it. Like, that's the thing I'm like, no one, and maybe it's just because of the way that I write and the way that I talk and like, no one's going to say like, you know, you'll make more mozzarella than you've ever imagined. Right. Like no one's going to say that in their stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll provolone, I'll provolone it to you later. Like it was my best thing I've ever written in my entire life. It's still, it's, it is the best thing ever. And it got the most replies. Like people can't jack your style. And at the beginning, like I want to be able to give you guys permission, not that you need it, but I'm going to write you out a permission slip to be yourself, to infuse your personality. Like if you are not someone who sits there and says like the F bomb, like every other word, and like, you don't need to be a no, you know, I swear I'm yeah. not going to say the F word. You don't need to be a no bullshit coach. So it's like, Oh, F this person and F this person. And that's I'm like being all like aggressive because like, that's the in thing. If that's not you don't be that person. Okay. Like if I was all like, yes, queen slay, it sounds stupid because that's not me. But I'm like, what up home slice? You're like, that's, that's it. it. And <laughs> that's why an inordinate amount of my audience played the alto sax in high school. Like they're all in marching band. They're all theater geeks. Like, like I honestly have a band geek table of the internet. And I think it's the coolest place to hang out. I was in color guard, everybody for the record, because I was a theater kid. So like be you. And especially like, if you're going to go, I know MLMs tend to target women and they tend to target moms. If you are not Susie homemaker, then you don't have to be, you can just be a normal person. And it comes down to like, what do you call your kids? Like there was this one blogger that I followed and I immediately unfollowed her when she called her kids blessings. I'm like, no, we are, we are not the same person that that's no. <laughs> so like they're kids, right. But there are going to be people that are like, Oh my goodness, my babies are blessings that's fine. She can have those people. You can have your people that call them kids. Right. Or like people will call them like other more obscene things like what crotch, like crotch goblins or something. That's not me. As you can tell, like my kids are my kids. Right. But like use your personality, get to be you. Even if you think that you're boring, there's something about you that is interesting. If you're like, well, I'm more quiet and reserved. You can still be quiet and reserved in your branding. It can still be in the way you talk. You don't have to, I literally interrupt myself when I write all of the time. I use parentheses to have side conversations with myself in my emails to people, because that's the way that I talk. So you get to be you, everybody, you get to be you <gasps> and not have to be a product of the product. You just have to want to see people succeed. Yes. You just have to want to see people to succeed. 
And like, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> All right, Kate. What is your anti-MLMY? Y'all work too hard for not enough money. Screw that. Yeah. Screw sure. that. You need to start getting paid more. There are more legitimate ways that are not set up to fail that you don't have to, you know, rely on your, what was it? Warm network, semi-warm network, all this sort of stuff. Like I am never going to tell any of my students to cold pitch somebody in their DMs that they've never heard of. It's never going to happen. And that is my antelement why. I think that it took people that were vulnerable, that do have a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit and it just straight up lied to them because it's not your own business. Yeah. It's just a business where they don't have to pay you any benefits. And then you honestly just pay them to work for them. Like I'm not going to pay Walmart to work for Walmart, but that's essentially what you're doing, especially at the bottom. Like I've read those income disclosures, like you're, you're literally paying people to not get paid. Yep. No, exactly. Not on my watch. All right. Where can the people find you? Sure. So you can follow me on the grams. I am Kate underscore Doster over there. Again, make sure you're following from Hunts to Human over there as well. Uh, you can go to katedoster.com. If you're a little bit more further along on your journey, then you can sign up for my two years worth of email ideas, which you can technically actually use as content, content, content um, on your Instagram for blog posts as well. So essentially like I literally break down like, oh, it is the third week of August send this email. So that way you don't have to think about it. And again, brains, right? When you can send anything, you'll think of nothing, but if you're like, God, Kate, that prompt on three mistakes that people make when it's so boring. I'd much rather do this other one of share my favorite podcast, which is from Hunts to Humans. Share it with a friend. There's a, a link just, just put, there's should be like a tab somewhere on here. Just click share and you can text it to them. You can DM it to them. It's fine. Um, you could do that for your email, but all of a sudden when you have that one idea for your brain to latch onto, other things can sort of come about. So that is where you can hang out with me. I do have a podcast, but we just switched to a seasons model. So there might just be some older episodes. It's called Inbox Besties. We talk all things about email marketing. We also have switched more to a more general business approach because again, I need you to hit send. But if you're hitting send and you're sending people to a crap show, it's not going to work. So I need to make sure that all of it works. Like again, cause I need you to make money. I'm trying to eradicate this idea that nice people finish last in business. That is like my whole mission, my whole mission. Yes. I love it. I'm so glad that you, we were able to make this happen today. Um, I know that we were playing with times and dates and then I was like, I'm a mess. <laughs> so no. I'm really excited to have you on here. And I'm so excited that I, literally pretty much came up with this reason to have this podcast bonus episode because I wanted to interview you. <laughs> I didn't even get to ask me anything fun. <laughs> well, what's your favorite kind of cheese? I'm not really goat cheese. Goat cheese. Okay. So, um, oversharing because of the ADHD, I have a very hard time hitting my fat macro because I'm just not into it. And I had fried goat cheese one day. I'm like, that's tasty. So goat cheese it is now. Goat cheese is amazing. I love goat cheese. It's also my favorite kind of cheese, except for when we went to London and anyone that uh, follows me in real life, um, like before I was out of MLM, we went to London and we went to this winter wonderland festival and they had deep fried brie and I might've consumed a little bit too much alcohol. And I went back to the hotel room and I cried 
about this brie because it was so good. <laughs> and that's why we wanted to hang out on the interwebs together. Exactly. So when you follow Danielle, let us know what your favorite cheese is because we would Ooh. also like to know. Yes, for sure. Could it be cheddar? Gouda, <laughs> provolone? You don't know. Again, it was a great evening. all right everyone thank you so much for listening and i hope that you have a fantastic week bye